This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dot, I assume Tom. This morning, I'm speaking with a man who starred in one of my favorite movies of the early 2000s, which was Saved. But today, we're talking about his latest feature called Girl, where he stars, writes, directs, probably was the gaffer and the cameraman at some point. <laughs> Chad Faust, how are you, man? Uh, very well, RC. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, dude, the film is intense. You got Bella Thorne and you got you know, Mickey Rourke in this movie uh, alongside with you. Mm-hmm. So you got some heavy hitters. Tell me about the writing process and how the story came about. And then not only writing it yourself, but starring and directing it. Mm-hmm. Well, the story came out of this fascination with like what happens when our whole lives are based on a false narrative. You know, I think we can live our, you know, especially I wrote this about eight or nine years ago, but it seems even more relative in 2020 where, you know, we, people are divided and because they're basing their lives on these, these stories that may or may not be true, you know, and um, I wanted to personalize that through one character. And I've had those moments in my life where I, you know, thought I understood, um, you know, why I was here <laughs> and then kind of woke up and went, Oh wow, there's a whole other way to look at my life. And this, this, this story is, you know, your brain kind of does this 180 flip. And, uh, and that's sort of the, the moment of maturation, I suppose, when we shed that, that old story. And you know, there's a, there's a lot going on here. I mean, it's layer upon layer. There's vengeance, there's anger, there's sacrifice. And then there's on top of that vengeance for vengeance, because you couldn't get the justice that you so were seeking. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, this is a, a heavy story, especially for an indie film. Like you don't right. see that too often. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, many people have to, have called it a revenge thriller, which I understand on one level it is. Um, but ultimately I think it's like an anti revenge thriller, which is, you know, trying to poke at what is the nature of our need for revenge, you know? And there's this line, uh, in the film, it says, you know, the only revenge is living a good life. And I would even take that further. You know, I think if I was to rewrite this film today, I think like the only real revenge is to be the first to forgive, the first to love, you know? And so I was trying to take sort of some of our, 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 uh, easy, uh, uh, paths towards, you know, sort of the, the eye for an eye, but we, I think we all know that leaves us all blinded. And so there's just kind of, there's no real, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to find, I'm just trying, trying to find an alternative path out of, uh, you know, through all that. Yeah. Uh, well, you can save that for the sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, how hard is it directing Mickey Rourke? Because Mickey has a legacy of 35 plus years in film. We've seen him in everything from, from, you know, expendables all the way back to, to, you know, nine and a half days and, and everything else that he's been a part of, you know, and he's been a boxer and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. So like, he has his own legacy that he brings with him, but I, I assume professionalism is a huge part of it. Well, he, Mickey brings with him the forces of nature. You know, I, I think the man has control of, you know, some, some, some wild elements that we're not even, you know, the, the guy doesn't have to work very hard to be good. And when he works a little bit, he's great. And I recognize early on, I just had to make him care enough to work a little bit, you know, and, you know, Mickey comes in, like, you saw the opposite of Bella. Bella was, you know, like, is a word-for-word actor, just really gets, you know, had studied that script inside and out, just, which was so helpful, because this, you know, we have 15 days to shoot this film. I think Chad froze. 
you're back on. How's right. that? We're good, man. All you right. froze just right in on. the middle of uh, saying that Bella is a word for word actress. Yeah, I mean, she comes, she comes, um, so prepared, which is the only reason this 15 day shoot, you know, made a film that's watchable is, is that, you know, her first takes were, were, were gold. Um, and, you know, Mickey comes with a different thing. He comes with, uh, you know, uh, he has his ideas of how he wants to play it and you have to either fight him or surrender, <laughs> you know, and I chose quickly to surrender because I knew it was the only way we were going to, we were going to get it. And I'm actually really glad I did because what he brought was an authority and authenticity that I never could have, um, you know, pulled out of him had I asserted my agenda, you know, he comes in with this sort of dominance and um, you have to just, you have to let him run. And it, I think the result of those two actors playing against each other in very different ways is, is dynamic and electric, you know? Well, you pulled it off, man. In 15 days, that that's surprising in and of itself. Uh, when you get a it's dreamcast crazy. like this and, and you're a part of it because you put it all together, like, mm-hmm. is there something that clicks that is like, wow, I got Mickey Rourke, I got Bella, I'm working with them, you know? I mean, you've worked with heavy hitters before, but for a 15-day shoot, no less. Yeah. It, it, I mean, and some of it was up until like days before shooting, we weren't sure if we were happening or, you know, there's always those, is the, is, is this coming through? Is that coming through? You know, is so-and-so going to show up and you just don't know exactly what's, what's going on. So it was, there was never like a, a celebration moment, you know, and we didn't even get to have a premiere because of COVID. So it's, it's, it's been, it's lacked some fanfare, but um, you know, I think, I think maybe in some ways just now with the movie coming out, it's starting to feel like kind of real for the first time. In some ways, maybe it's the skeptic in me, but I don't really like believe a film is real until I see it at the, the AMC theater. You know, it's, it's never, it's never real, uh, until people see it, you know. It might be hard to get back to the, to the theaters these days. Or I'm probably not going to ever get that. Yeah. Maybe it's never real. None of this happened. Well, the movie has a spiritual element to it. And we discussed in our pre-interview about your movie saved where that helped you on your spiritual journey. How did that guide you into writing girl? And then realizing that you said about eight, eight, nine years ago when you first wrote it, how the story would have evolved to today's time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, God, when I did saved, I think I was 22 years old. I just, I, 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 you know, actually working with Bella was so interesting because she was 22 and we did this the same age I was when I did saved. And I remember just being so um, impressed with how much more together she is than I was. You know, I just, I just, I, I was such a lost puppy. And at that point I just hadn't really vetted my thinking very much. And when I got involved with saved, it made me, you know, um, sort of dig into this, uh, you know, spiritual belief that's captured a billion people's, you know, um, hearts and imaginations. And so I, I, I started studying, um, you know, the Christian faith at that point. And, you know, and, and, and not only that, just even the concept of God alone, you know, and was, was kind of new to me, you know, and, uh, I think part of what came out in girl was this idea of what does a town look like where God has turned its back on it? There was even a line in there that Mickey was going to say, I think it got cut. Uh, where he said, we're all in God's blind spot now, you know, what would happen if, if God truly turned his back on just one place? That's why there was like no cell phone service even, you know, it was like the modern day God is Wi-Fi, you know, and, um, this idea that, you know, you, you end up regressing into just seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, you know, which means we're no different than, you know, a cockroach or something like this. So, which actually used to be exact line in the movie. It just, it never made the cut, but, um, you know, so it, it, I guess it started this, this, 
you know, all my future works, even dive into these, this idea more about, you know, who are we in the face of a creator or, or the, or, or, or the idea of if there isn't a creator, who are we? And, um, you know, uh, just trying to really ask that, that, that big giant question, you know, but in very, very specific ways, you know, it's too big to, to, to speak broadly about it. And, and with this, you know, vengeance is a part of it, you know, Old Testament vengeance, God versus New yeah. Testament loving God. And then on top of mm-hmm. that, you know, where is the redemption once vengeance is achieved? Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think we all know deep down that their vengeance is, is an empty pursuit, you know, um, the only, you know, the only true path out of that is, is forgiveness. You know, I think we all, I think we all know that we don't all live it. You know, and I wanted to show a, a journey of this woman, um, starting and starting with that place of vengeance and finding herself in a, you know, not, not, not all the way, but on the path towards, you know, perhaps living a, a, a greater calling. Right. Uh, where did you film, film this? Because you said you only had 15 days to put it together. There's a lot of natural light, you know, there, there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cloudy skies. It's a little gloomy, but it completely fits the story and the narrative. Yeah. I mean, I had originally said this in California, we were going to, it was going to be like a true kind of a more of a Western, you know, and we we're going to shoot it in the dust. And then we ended up down in the South at one point, we were going to make it down there in Georgia. Okay. I'm going to make it like a true Southern Western. And then we ended up embracing my Canadian passport and ended up shooting in Ontario. Like, okay, it's a Northern, you know, which and then, and then I thought, okay, I'm just going to, let's shoot it in the snow. Let's make it really different, you know? And then uh, we were going to shoot, we were going to shoot in, I think like February or something. And then we ended up shooting in August, you know? <laughs> so it's like this summer Northern, like, where is this place? Uh, so I just had to embrace the absurdity of of this is just kind of nowhere, you know, it could be anywhere. And, um, you know, we ended up shooting in Sudbury, Ontario, this like, uh, it's this old nickel mining town and a bit, a bit, it felt like a bit like a Pennsylvania steel town. One of these just kind of forgotten dots on the map. So basically of the nine years to get the film produced, seven of them took to find the location. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I think this is like the third set of producers that I worked with. It was like the, what is it? The, the three bears, uh, you know, the chair too big, chair too small. And I eventually found, you know, the right size chair as far as like budget. Yeah. Well, tell me about the budget. I mean, it's 15 days, but you pulled off something that looked like a, a $40 million picture easy. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. We, we did not have that. <laughs> That's for sure. I wish we did. Um, you know, it was never enough, you know, and, and so, you know, we ended up, you know, so many, so much of the money just gets bleeded out and, you know, that's just the way these things work, you know, and so little of it ends up on screen or, you know, in, <laughs> in my direction at all. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of what you do on your first one. You, you, you take, they take a risk on you and you've got to sort of prove against all odds that you can, you know, do the job. And it's, it's no easy job, man. I, I, I was kind of, you know, I, I was probably the most prepared first time director having written and produced some things, been an actor on 40 sets. I was, you know, very, very prepared. And there's just, there's no, there's no true preparation for 65 people looking at you going, what are we doing? You know? And, um, but I, I loved that. I kind of thrived on, on that and, and, and can't wait to do it again. How difficult is it to put on that director's hat? You know, cause you've done other aspects, the writing, the producing, uh-huh. the starring in something, but now you're the one that's setting up the shots. You have your, your DP, you have everybody else listening to you on set on how you see it in your mind's eye and then bring it to reality uh, on film or you know, digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly being the leader in control is uh, 
surprisingly natural to me. I don't know where, where that came from. It's, it's, it's hard on my marriage, but good for the job, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I, yeah, I fell into it very naturally and I loved being able to act at the same time because I get to kind of direct the scenes from, you know, in the DNA of the piece. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the fabric, you know, um, playing with the rhythms. And, and for me that not every director, uh, you know, actor, director wants to do that or, you know, is made to do that. You know, some of my friends have just said, what are you doing? This is crazy. And, for me, it's, uh, I, I, that's my favorite way to act and my favorite way to direct. Did you take this on to like film festivals or, you know, virtual film festivals that we could have this year, uh, just to get a, a crowd reaction before its release date on November 20th? Yeah, it was a strange ride for that. I mean, there was so much going on in that direction and then COVID hit, you know, we were, we were shortlisted for, for con and like, it looked like we were going to get into TIFF and all this kind of stuff. And then con canceled, TIFF went down to like 15% and everything kind of, Suddenly we were without a, without a plan, you know, uh, we had our distribution set up, but we just didn't get that kind of, you know, um, sort of release, you know, uh, sort of build some momentum. Um, fortunately we got a nice little reception at fantastic fest, you know, they're really lovely people over there and you know, the Austin crowd is just, uh, loves this kind of movie. So it was a fun little, but it was all virtual. You know, I was at the premiere in my living room with my wife in our pajamas, you know, it was like, what, what, this is not, not a sexy premiere. <laughs> right. You got to dress your nice tie in Snoopy pajamas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it was a weird, weird time to, you know, release a film, especially your first one, but you know, it is what it is. Well, Hey, it's, it's more to go. And then you got your second one. That's uh that's going to have the bigger premiere. So you'll be good to go with that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. When you, when you play a character like like Charmer in this one, uh, to put it politely, who's off kilter, you know, mm-hmm. where do you have to dig that level of? I wouldn't want to say depravity is the right word, but that level of sadism. Hmm. You know, I think the the approach is for me is to not think of it that way. You have to think you have to think about what it is they you know are desperately in need of, you know, and that character, unfortunately I relate to him more than I'd like to admit, not the sadistic aspects, but that, that desperate need to connect, which is how I played him. You know, he so wanted to just be heard and understood and even maybe even celebrated just a little, you know, you know, and of course some, some, some elements of him were, were not me at all. I think there's that sort of thinking he's, you know, Thinking he's, you know, Brad Pitt, you know, I, I, I have no illusions that to <laughs> thinking I'm, I'm that man. Um, but this guy thought he was, he was the Brad Pitt of his town and, you know, and, uh, just assumed everybody would see him that way. And when they didn't, it was, you know, it, it, he's got this like this one cylinder brain that just couldn't quite process, you know, how that could be, you know? And so it was more about getting into his perspective, you know, which of course is not a, about sadism at all. It was more just everything was play. Oh, you love this. You like this. And he's blind to the fact that he's actually, you know, hurting somebody. Well, I mean, there, there's some serious intense scenes in, in this movie and what, what you pulled off in 15 days is, is unbelievable. So congratulations to oh, you with that. Thanks RC. Thanks um, man. You know, I'm, I'm really impressed. Anything that they, they, you have down the pipeline that we could look, look forward to as well? I mean, I know this is the big deal, you know, coming out in limited release on November 20th and then to VOD on the 24th. Yeah, exactly. And then I, I got like, I got like three or four other things that come in, you know, one that I wrote and will produce. Um, we're still kind of putting it all together, but we've got some really interesting talent, um, unofficially attached at this point. So I can't actually talk about it yet, but, um, and then the, my next thing I'm going to direct is a movie called Ballistic. Um, and it's, it's a crazy story that I came across, um, about a, um, a father 
who works at an ammunition manufacturing company who finds out he made the bullet that killed his son. And it's this crazy journey. And it's based on a lot of true evidence that like 35% of everybody has, every, I just see the discomfort come across your body. Oh, like, no, I actually had a scratch. I'm fine. Fu- no, but it, 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 <laughs> no, it's more just like the, just the, the, the comprehension of that, that person's psyche. You know, every time I say something goes, Oh, like just, it's like uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I'm sure you get a itchy back as well. Um, but you know, that, that idea that 30, 35% of our, our, our lead, um, that comes back in our, in our soldiers is American made, which is just insane. Um, so I was leaning into to some interesting, you know, truths there. So anyways, that's, that's the next, the next one. Okay. That a bit reminds me of a, of a Belgium comedy where the guy who ends up getting shot joins like this freak circus to come take down the bullet manufacturer. Oh, wow. I uh, haven't seen that. Yeah. It was called Micmax. I think it came out about eight, nine, maybe 10 oh, years Mick ago. Max. I have heard of that actually. Yeah, it's a French Belgium film. Mm, interesting. You know, although yeah. yours, yours is far more serious than, than, you know, Cirque du Soleil taking down a gun manufacturer. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, we're the Belgians. <laughs> uh, real quick, Chad, before I let you go, cause I know we're running out of time. Where can we find you on social media and where can we find girl coming out? Yeah. So social media, I'm only on Instagram. Um, uh, my handle, that you call it, is uh, at Chad Fausty Faust. Um, and Girl is coming on theaters November 20th. In, I'm not sure how many cities yet because we're still finalizing theaters because they're opening and closing and everything's in flux. And then it goes on to VOD November 24th. And then after that, it'll be on some of the, like, you know, Netflix, Amazon, these kinds of places. Chad Faust, thank you so much for your time, man. It was great to finally meet you. And unfortunately, it was only virtual. But great film. You're, you're doing something right. And, and I'm thrilled to see what, what you got in the future for us. Uh, thanks, RC. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. Good talking with you. Good talking to you too, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care, man. See ya.